Hey everybody and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. My name is Paul. Hey, this is John. And we're back for another show. I'm sorry it's been a little while, but uh, we're going to try been... to make up some uh, make up for lost time this week, John. That's right. Well, we've been busy, you've been traveling, as have I. Indeed. And uh, But that, that brings us up to uh, a night to remember. It does. Um, another great show, John. Uh, let's not... Let's not beat around the bush on this one. We learned another three things. I don't know how we seem to do it every episode, but we do. Um, <clears throat> number one, this is this is one I try to live every day. Leave a little room for the Holy Ghost, John, on this one, all right? Beer from Holland? It can ruin a marriage, apparently. And lastly, it turns out if you got in a chair that's a little wobbly, you should just destroy it immediately. Immediately. <laughs> that was that was quite the scene, but I gotta say that I don't know. I was a little surprised by the way the the whole thing started. We have Betty just riding aggressively, and I liked how they started it. It was like they they cut it. It was like six cuts a second apiece, you know. So it seemed like it was this real frantic uh, ride on her on her horse, and she finishes up, and she is exhausted uh, physically, but then you also see mentally kind of collapses into the side of a very pretty horse. Uh, I don't really know how to judge horses. All right. But she's, she's working it off. And what she's really working off is from the last episode, John, where she finds out from uh, uh, Jimmy Comedy Barrett that uh, there's a good chance that her husband is cheating on her with an old lady, as some people put it, with Bobby Barrett. She's so old. She, yeah, that, that's what she says. Yeah. yeah, and so when she gets back, she is, you know, Don wakes up, he's... Charming, fun, you know, just kind of goofing around, and she is very short with him, asks him to fix up some stuff for the upcoming dinner party, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of tension. Indeed. And she's having, she's having nothing of it, man. And he's, he tries to be the calming influence, but, uh, but yes. She's, Can't do she's, it. Nope, not happening. We move on uh, to uh, Peggy coming over to her sister's house, John. Yeah. Yeah, she brought a book over because the, the husband is still ailing. His back is still out. I don't know about this guy. Well, the, yeah, some of his friends call him a malingerer. I don't, I'm not, that's not, also that's not in the modern lexicon for me. Malinger, malingerer, can't even say so, it. But yeah, so Peggy comes over, brings a book. Uh, the sister just kind of whines a little bit about uh, about the mom and the kids and her husband and rough life for for Anita. Well, I mean, he's a malingerer. And so, who comes in to check on our our uh, gentleman? But but the father, father, uh, father Hanks. Father Hanks, father. I'm not as good as my own father. <laughs> no, but Father Gill shows up just to check on on the husband. Anita exits stage left to go check on him. Right. And we have uh, Peggy and the father just kind of standing there talking, and, and father gets a little personal. I, yeah, father's, uh, I don't know how to take this whole relationship. Uh, I think he's just interested in Peggy. Like, I think he, he, he thinks of her as being just an interesting person. He, you know, he's surrounded by, uh, a lot of, um, maybe, uh, older, uh, older folks who, yes. uh, just want to talk about the JC all the time. <clears throat> and, uh, it's kind of, uh, refreshing to touch the socks of someone more his own age, maybe, uh, doing something interesting. Maybe fascinated by what she does, and I, I do think he is very sincere as I, far as yeah, I think so too. you know. He, he wants to help. 
but indeed. Uh, indeed. But he does. He, he decides to try and take advantage of her professional capabilities Again. and asks for a flyer for the CYO. What is CYO? Uh, Christian Youth Organization. I like it. Catholic Youth Organization, maybe. Either way. And uh, <laughs> anyways, she kind of gives in, um, and he's like, "I'll get to the details." So, so she's going to get involved with the church. I mean, you know, I guess. Uh, the next scene, we see Duck in uh, calling uh, Crane into his office. And Crane comes in, and we learn that uh, Crane is indeed overworked. John Crane is uh, trying desperately, but cannot keep up with all the uh, advertisements, making sure that they're uh, situated in the shows correctly. We learned that um, Maytag, was it? Yes, it was. How did this exactly go? So the Maytag had a washer that uh, uh, was referred to as the Amazing Agitator, <clears throat> and right. their advertising spot was put in right after uh, part of a show where the bad guy was a Russian that was referred to as an agitator. Uh-oh. And so like, like Crane says later in the episode... You know, the goal is just to make sure, like, if somebody is pushing away their dinner, it's not, you know, uh, Goldman's fish sticks. You know, if, if somebody's uh, hat coughing up a lung, it's not from smoking Lucky Strike. Right. That kind of thing. So, uh, Crane does nothing but whine about how he has no help. Oh, well, yeah, he tries I to get like one of the I feel like for most boys. of the episode, we're dealing with him being unable to do his job, John. Well, this is the, this is the role they've given Harold Crane. He is... Not a strong individual. Uh, it's been said. We got, uh, after he gets out of the office and tells Duck it'll never happen again, he goes and talks to the boys. We're just sitting around reading the paper, which I find uh, must be nice. In the, in the middle of the office, like not in their own office. No. Just Hang sat out. at a table. Yeah. Reading the paper. Yeah. Shooting the shit, John. Um, he tells them that you know he's in trouble. He tells them the whole little story. And, you know, they say, well, that's what juniors are for. Get a junior to blame it on. Like, get somebody to read them for you. And, unfortunately, um, everybody's a bit overworked and doesn't have a junior to have them help them out. But I thought it was pretty funny. Like, how can you be overworked? You made up that job. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, so we go, we go into the office, and now we got Duck back with Pete. I mean, there's a dynamic duo. Seriously. The brain and, trust, John. And, once again, they're coming to Don to solve something. This time it's, this time it's Heineken. Right, Heineken wants to go to the tap. I don't think I've ever had Heineken out of a tap. Uh, have you? I don't know. I don't think I have. You never see Heineken on tap, do you? And this may be why. Hardly so they, they want tap, and Don says, no, the market for this brand is going to be the store. And so, uh, so Duck wants a little bit more. He's like, we'll do some test markets. Pete thinks that's a good idea. They set it up. And I love this, though. When they go out, when, when the whole thing's over, and Duck says, I might not be able to make the dinner, Don says, well, I'd worry more about Roger than my wife. And Duck says, okay, well, I'll look into it. And he walks out. Pete gives the best pout face ever. He just oh, my God, I'm there. looking at it right now. That is hilarious. <laughs> you know what? I might have to. I'm, I'm taking a screen cap of this, and we will post this on the blog because um, or on the site. People just. People, this is one reason finally to go to the site because this is amazing. If this is yeah, this rivals the duck face from the last episode. This uh, the Pete pout face. If you're if you're watching just, the show, it, it comes on in about uh, eight minutes and eight, uh, eighteen seconds. Uh, check it out, Petey's pout face. 
then he finally just turns around and you know, mm-hmm. walks out. Wow. And then we get to um, then we get to one of uh, one of the things. We, I'm sorry. What was no, that? No, I was going to say probably one of my favorite scenes in this episode. Uh, we go back to uh, the Draper household, and Betty is busy getting things ready for this dinner party. I mean, this is the, this is a big deal for her, obviously. And oh yeah. Did she have, has she asked Don to fix this chair? Not no no. She had asked specifically was, about an outlet. Yeah this, yeah yeah. This is something else. And so she goes in the dining room, and she's kind of pulling a chair away from the table, and she notices it's wobbly. Mm-hmm. And in her complete heinous craziness, she just breaks the chair on the floor. She picks it up and starts slamming against the floor until it's literally in pieces. And I don't know if you notice this, but this exact chair, this is what is in our grandmother's, our bedroom at grandma's house. I think this that, is a very popular model of chair. That uh, exact chair. That is. Yeah. That is a very popular model of chair. Uh, the, harp, the harp chair, as they call it. All right. I, so what? I, my thought was either she really didn't like that chair, or she's thinking about something else. This is a, this is a good this is a good thing. Is there any significance to this chair that we've missed? I've I've watched it a couple times. Um, I couldn't find the manufacturer. That's enough. No, she's thinking about the what? the affair. She's upset. Well, no, I know, but is there like is this a Don chair, or is there anything to do with? Oh, I got you. Or no, do you think it's completely? Uh, do you think it's just completely her insanity taking over? This is one of those things where where she has a huge issue on her mind, and a little thing like the wobbly chair sets her off. Say, yeah, exactly. And you feel bad for the kids. Man, they you know they just, they crazy, watched mom. it. Yeah, crazy yeah. Mom. <laughs> Holy moly! That little Sally Draper has no chance of survival. Not a chance. She is going to be so crazy. Bobby, on the other hand, city council. You bet, buddy. He's learning from the best. <laughs> Moving on, uh, on to more whining. Uh, Roger comes into Crane's office and says, you know, I hear we have a problem here. Uh, Crane asks for, um, you know, uh, for him to hire someone for him and to get him a junior. And I, I love that, uh, I love that uh, they have uh, Roger's character always kind of set up to say no. He's like a good businessman, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, why don't you just find... It's kind of, pretty much the whole thing just goes, why don't you just find somebody to help you for a while, and, you know, if that works, or, you know, maybe we'll think about it. Right. Is that a phone going off, John? Nope, no phone going off here. Unacceptable. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so uh, Crane tells him how it's done at other uh, agencies, and uh, they pretty much just say, well, we'll get you somebody to help you out but somebody in the office. The scene then cuts to, uh, and I, I also like the scene, the scene then cuts to uh, the priest and Peggy on the phone talking about her poster. And uh, <clears throat> he's, uh, he's kind of asking for a rework, which she is not happy about at all. Right. Because uh, the... why, why would she, she did it for free. She's yeah. good at what she does. I got to say, I also, uh, you've probably noticed I get this way myself. Uh, whenever I do anything for anybody, either you or someone in the family, and then they're like, oh, but I'd like to change this. I get really mad. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this is why a lot of us don't ask anymore. No, okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Uh, so uh, she's a little perturbed, but he somehow convinces her to, uh, to come to the meeting to try to explain it uh, to the ladies that are on the, the council or like the Christian Youth Council. Because he's not, the father explains he's not really, he's not the council. 
he's, he's kind of a, he's, yeah. he's a go between right now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, man, I would have just if I was Peggy, I would have hung up and said, "I'm sorry." No. Yeah. No, yeah, no way. But I, I do think I think Peggy likes Father. I think she likes his genuineness, and I do think that she she enjoys him as well. Well, it's kind of complimentary that he's so interested in her helping him. Yeah. You know, so that's nice. And wow. then we, uh, so back back to Harry. Yeah. We got Joan that comes in, and Joan, you know, we really don't see what Joan does. And so now she's coming in to, to help. She's an office manager. Right, what, which is, you know, that's why you don't see what she does, because a lot of it's probably meetings and uh, you know, setting up stuff, uh, telling people that, what to do. I mean, she's yeah. telling all those girls what to do and keeping exactly. them organized. Exactly. I think she does a very, very tremendous job. This Joan. <laughs> this Joan. Yeah. So she comes in and she, you know, she says that she can't send her girls out, but you know, she'll make sure the scripts get read. And uh, she she uh, listens to what uh, needs to be done. And she's actually pretty interested in it. Yeah. Everybody loves TV, John, and everybody likes to be on the uh, on the know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this gives her a heads up on on what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The best part of this scene, though, is that Crane's office mate, Warren, is uh, coming back into the office and sees Joan and gives her the most pathetic. Hello, Joan. I've ever I've ever heard the poor guy. Oh, he, he did it well. That was the point. He's kind he did of a it. slug. He's kind of a little slug of a guy. <laughs> and he's kind of a douche, too. Like, not cool at all. But, uh, man, uh, Joan has to lay down the cold the cold pricklies on him, though. He has um, no Warren? chance. Yeah. Yeah. Warren has no chance at all. Not with anybody, let and, alone. And it's, and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Maybe he should head to the Tom Tom. Uh, Anyways. Jeez. So we head back to the house. This is this is this is high class. We got people dressed up. Hey, hey. Tables set up. Yep. The kids are providing some entertainment. Not entertaining though. That's Sally Draper. I'm saying she should quit ballet. Let's say it. No, come on, give her. Yeah, you're right. So she <laughs> she finishes her dance. Kids off to bed. Duck comes in, and everybody's introduced. And uh, you know we get to meet um, Crab. Is it? Yeah, what's with this? Could you explain this meeting to me? I don't really understand why they're doing this. So, uh, Crab Colson is the same guy that we met at the country club that Don was talking to a couple episodes ago. And Crab is was a uh, I don't know I don't think he was in um, creative, but he was at a different ad agency. Mm-hmm. And so now they're introducing Crab to Duck, and so I don't know if they're looking to do business with his agency or they're actually looking to bring Crab in. Yeah, that's what it's and it's never really explained, and it never goes any further than this. And I'm I'm just very confused by this. Yeah, I, I think it might have been nothing more than an elaborate setup for what comes when Betty confronts Don. Right. Although I do love Crab's um, ridiculously drunk wife, Petra. Yes, she runs into a wall at one point, and and she did funny. it very well. I have to ask: Do you think that that actors ever get drunk for drunk scenes? Uh. I don't know, man. I gotta tell you, I'm not in the I'm not in the industry. I will ask. I have a few friends that are, and I'll ask around. All right. See if anybody knows. So, so the kids go to bed. Everybody, after Petra hits the, the door jam, everybody goes to to the table, and Betty sets this elaborate menu. She can I, says, can, can I can I just give one thing? Yeah. So Duck, uh, before they go to the table, Duck does come in late, 
And they really do seem to do their best to make Doug pathetic, as, as pathetic as possible. Oh, yeah, with the he giant flowers. Late. And, yeah. He hasn't had a date. He can't have a drink. When he no. kind of bemoans, you know, he's like, oh, my wife hated on numbers. and Yeah, he's, you know, he's not charismatic at all. No. Like, he really, it's, you know, I don't know. I'm starting to feel a little bad for Doug. Not charismatic. No. No. And, but, the, but he doesn't do his job well either. You can be not charismatic if you work well. Not in his job. Well, yeah, that's true, too. So, but anyway, so they, so they head to the table. They, uh, Betty starts talking about foods from around the world. Mm-hmm. And she gets to the beverages, and they have wine, and then she goes, and from Holland, you can have some beer. And Doc just starts cracking up. He's like, did you, did you do this? Did you bring it? And, and Betty's like, oh, no, I, you know, I, I bought it. And so they, they reveal that Don was the one responsible for the end aisle display. And, yeah, but, uh, you know, it takes a while. Like, there's a whole lot of back and forth not telling Betty what's going on. It's uh-huh. just kind of making her feel stupid where she's trying to set this, you know, she's trying to set up this whole meal and do a very, um, you know, impressive job here. It's not like we just heated up a DiGiorno. Uh, right. You know, she talks about how we're going to first we'll visit Spain. Then we'll, you know, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And then it gets to the beer and, and it's, you know, and it's some beer from Holland. And it, instead of Don being like, oh, no, no, no. I'll tell you what he's talking about. Don just is like, I'm a genius. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's really, I mean, you know, I, she ends up blowing it out of proportion in the episode, but it is kind of, they do, Don doesn't try to make it less awkward for her. He's just kind of sitting back being like, I'm a quiet genius. Exactly. Because yeah. he doesn't see it as awkward. Praise me. I'm genius. <laughs> Stupid. And then, so we, we head away from dinner. We don't get to see them eat. We do see Petrus <laughs> say, I have to sit down. That was yeah. really funny. Petra can't can't hold it together, which I'll tell you what, she's a fun lady. Yeah. We can hang out anytime. You know who else are fun ladies? Who? The ladies on the CYO Council. Good jeez. Oh man, this is like a nightmare. Poor Peggy. I don't know why she just didn't smack them both right in the face and walk out. Did you they, see that there's there's an old guy in the council too? There but is. He, he never said a word. Oh, he doesn't want to be there. Something <laughs> He hates himself. And, uh, and, and then the, the ladies are like, uh, you know, we, we don't have to throw this one away and put something oh, else. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know because uh, I wasn't alive. But at this time, if you didn't have, like, an ad agency make your flyer or poster, how the hell did you do it? Oh, it would probably you'd probably have like two or three of them that somebody drew out by hand that looked terrible. Yeah, because even like a copy machine, like they talk about how she used the copy machine to uh, make the copies of them. Yeah, nobody had a copy machine. So why are these ladies, for lack of you know, I'm sorry to use the uh, inappropriate language, but shitting all over this poster? I'm sorry, I got a lot of control there. When uh, you know they got no other option. But they don't see it like that. They think they have all the great ideas and that the the night to remember is inappropriate. I will tell you this. I thought it was a little racy, John. You thought a night to remember was racy? I'll tell you. Mm. If I was a guy going to that to that dance, I'd be thinking something's going to happen here for me. Only loose mm. women. <laughs> 
That's right, no Holy Ghost at that dance. This better be a night to remember. hey oh. But I think, you know, Peggy stands up for herself. She tells our father appropriately, like, look, tell them to listen to me. You're the boss. And it was so, definitely, Peggy was taking the, the, the young approach to this. They're like, listen, we need, we need to make it sound romantic so the girls will come. And the only way the guys will come is if the girls are there. Do you want, she, Peggy's looking at this as, I, we want to make this successful, don't we? Right. Yeah. Anyway, right. Sorry. So anyways. Um, We've put so way she, too much attention into this story. <laughs> no kidding. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so so we, we, get to, we, we get out of the church basement. And we get up into Joan's apartment. Mm-hmm. And we get to see her and her beau. Is this the first time we've seen the, the doctor, the actor that actually goes on to play the doctor? No, no, we've seen him before. Because, you know, there was, there was a different guy the very first time we met him. Okay. Remember? No, I don't remember it was a different guy. It was a different guy, yeah. Oh, okay. Although, I got to say, this guy really fits the part. Man, if you imagine what Joan's husband, doctor guy looked like, yeah, he'd look just like this guy. Excellent casting on their part. Well done. And so he comes in with uh, some takeout, and Joan had been so preoccupied by her reading that she forgot to set the table. And she talks about how much she's enjoying her reading, how it's part of her job, and it's a hoot. Indeed. And uh, her, her delightful fiancé says, what are you doing reading? You need to quit. You need to look for a house. Oh, a little foreshadowing here, John, but I'm not a spoiler, so I won't say it. Fair enough. The, um, Joan, uh, Joan's very excited about what she's doing. She's uh, bustling around. She seems to be in good spirits. And, uh, and then, now, here's, here's, we get to it, man. Here it comes. Okay. We're back to the house. Okay. We're back to Betty. Um, and I, I love how they do this through the episode. You know, right when the dinner started, Betty's hair looked perfect. Mm-hmm. She looked perfect. Now that dinner's over, the hair's a little fussed, but not bad. She still looks good. Barely Betty, Betty, <laughs> Betty sends Carla home. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as the door closes, uh, it, it starts. She walks over. She you know kills the TV and kind of lays into Don for the whole what you were saying the embarrassment thing. Why you know you're laughing at me? Why do you embarrass me? And I think you're right. Uh, just like breaking the chair on the floor. It's I mean it was just gonna take anything to open this floodgate. Yeah, because it's not really about embarrassing her, John. No, 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 no. It's about the fact that he was sleeping with Bobby uh, Bobby Barrett. Yeah, and we you're right. Know it. You're right. And so she, you know, she after after she goes on for just a couple minutes here with the whole embarrassment thing, Don goes to leave, and that's when she finally comes out and says it. Says you know, what? I, says you know, I know you've been having an affair. You and that. Bobby Barrett, she makes like the best, you know, like disgusted face. You know, how could you? She's so old. <laughs> I know. She's not so old either. And um, and so Don, Don, like you said, he just gets quiet and stares. And, but no, then he, he does. He does deny and deny and deny. Nothing happened. What did Jimmy say? And nothing happened. And and uh, just walks away. Well, and we see that, you know, uh, Betty is completely distraught by this. She goes in to go to bed and realizes that she can't. You know, Don's already in bed. She can't do this. And she goes in and sleeps next to little Sally, who at this point is probably so creeped out with life, um, you know, that she's probably turning to drugs already. Oh, yeah. And if she won't, she doesn't. She'll turn to drugs by the end of season three. The geez. 
The next morning, we see that she that uh, Betty is indeed still in her dress from the night before, and now John, the hair has been uh, a little messed, a little, uh, a little must. Yeah, she's looking rough. Well, she didn't. She did sleep in her clothes, and I like the dress she's wearing. It's kind of cool. Yeah, the, the, the dots. Yeah, I love that stuff. Um, and Don comes down like, "Hey, everybody, mom looks crazy." I'm going to go to work. Everybody have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye. I'll be in the city, far from the insanity. <laughs> good luck, children. Um, and then we, we actually do flash to uh, the office where uh, we really see Joan step in and start to uh, kind of play a, a real role in oh, yeah. uh, in the actual uh, work business life of Sterling Cooper. Yeah, well, first we see her meet the bigwigs from Maytag, Pastor and Costas. And you know, helping to smooth things over from and she the... is smooth, John. Oh, was it that she? She's smooth just by looking at her. The, what's the one guy said? He's like, if I knew I was talking to you, I would have combed my hair before I called. I know it, man. But she assures them that the scripts have been read, and uh, you know, they're really paying attention to them and their business, which is which is perfect. It's just what they need. Yeah. And right. then we, uh, Go yeah. Ahead. yeah. Go ahead, John. <laughs> Take it, buddy. So Betty takes a uh, a large glass of wine into the closet. Very large. And she just starts just going through Don's. I mean, it's it's a great shot. You know, it's in the closet looking out. Mm-hmm. And you see, what is it? You see nine suits all hung in a row. And she just starts ripping through. Yeah. Looking for, looking for anything. A phone number, some lipstick, um, you know, a card. I don't know. Actually, I don't know what she was hoping exactly to find. She's smelling stuff. I think she was hoping to find, like, a phone number. Remember, uh, you know, uh, uh, in season one, I think it's in season one, when uh, your favorite character, her little buddy uh, from the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. finds her husband cheating. Yeah. And uh, she found a phone number on the uh, phone bill. So she's probably looking looking through there for a, a matchbook with a phone number on it. And this is where we really start to, to see a little bit about the whole desk and the drawer. You know, she fights with the locked drawer for just a minute mm-hmm. and then goes on to some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, she's, 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 she's having a, da- a bad day, down day. Well, who wouldn't? And so, so we leave. You know, we leave her to her own devices and head back into the office. And now Don is welcoming the guys from Heineken. Yeah, and... Uh... It's kind of funny because Duck brings up the whole, uh, you know, we ran these tests and, you know, people want to buy it in the store. And then he brings up the whole situation with Betty, um, you know, buying it when they were just over for dinner the other night. And you kind of get a little a little twinge from Don, you know, like the geez. That happened. All right. And uh, not good. Yeah. 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 But uh, but but the the Heineken guys do sound um, interested, especially when they talk about women's magazines and putting the whole the whole uh, meal in, not just the beer. Yeah. Um, and they thought that was a great market that they hadn't even thought about. And I so mean, everybody yeah, really, it really is, and it really seems that that is a, a you know, I, I think Heineken does have a stronghold in the home. I mean, even even today, like we said, we never see it at the bar. I mean, you see in bottles. bottles, you see bottles right. at the bar, but you. Rarely can I think that I see Heineken on tap. I, yeah, I can't. And would but, you ever buy Heineken at the bar? 
It's not a beer I'd buy at the bar. No, I've seen it done, and it always seems weird. Right? But it, there's nothing weird about buying. I don't. Have you seen the, the Heineken does those uh, little little baby kegs, pony kegs you can take yeah. home? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's nothing weird about buying a six pack. No, um, but it is weird to buy uh, buy either yeah a bottle in the bar or I mean I'm sure I've seen it on tap before. But anyway, this does not matter, John. This is not part of the show. We then flash to um, Harry and Joan. Uh, in their meeting with the Magtai guys. And, uh, you know, just like we saw in the uh, uh, in the first meeting with, uh, you know, when they were out in the uh, front of the office, uh, Joan really uh, knocks it out of the park with these guys. Yeah, yeah. She she's, knows uh, what she's talking about. She's well-read on the subject. Oh, yeah. Just just for, just for our, our, uh, our sticklers in the audience, this, we've moved past the Maytag people. Oh, these aren't the Magtag guys? No, no. The Magtag guys were just in the uh, in the, the, the middle office. We saw them shaking hands. This guy is from uh, Sea and Ski. Oh, I apologize. No problem. Okay. And so, but yeah, Joan, Joan tells them about the special summer series and how, you know, you might get a, a larger uh, a viewer share if you go with this and you won't have any higher price. And so she's... Uh, oh, that's right. She saves them money. She really does... Uh... She does well a cracker done. cracker jack job. Oh, if you will. And uh, now it's, this this really would hurt. This was looked painful because uh, Betty's passed out. Sally checks on her. Sally gets kind of shooed away. You know, she's like, oh, "I'm just gonna rest." And so she goes to stand up, and she just steps on a, her wine glass. And I don't know if you saw this, like the piece of glass they have in her foot is huge. She's a hot mess, John. She is. A she hot is. mess. Yeah. Oh well, poor lady. And this uh, again with with Roger, everything. Roger, we're back in the office. Uh, Roger just knocks you over every time. Harry comes in. Roger goes, "Thanks for squeezing me in." <laughs> and, and Harry goes, "It's four thirty. Roger says, "It's only for, it's only four thirty. Well, as it appears, I'm on my way out. <laughs> Roger has the best job there. Well, he's the boss. It is. It's his place. Indeed. Indeed. Um, well, he breaks the news to Harry that they're, you know what? Uh, it seems like uh, he does a better job with a little bit of help. So they're going to hire somebody in to help him. And Harry, that's great. Harry likes the good that. Thing, the good thing about Harry is he does give credit to Joan. But yeah. not in the way that would make a difference, unfortunately. He doesn't say, you know, I'd really love to keep Joan on this. But he, he doesn't. Just, he just gives credit that, you know, she did a great job. Right, and he doesn't want to keep her. He wants a guy. He wants a full... Because she's true. still... Well, that's the thing. She's still office manager. I mean, it wouldn't really be... It's not really an option. Right. It's not... But, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I got to tell you, I would keep Joan because you just sell to the... I mean, she's making you look good because she's selling to these guys like you never could. Yeah. You know? Oh, but, it's you know, especially at this time, it's not really a thought that you would take the woman. And he hires... He ends up hiring some little dweeb douche captain... You see, this guy looks like a little worm with a suit on. No, you're right. I know. He's not, I know. I'm skipping ahead, but I don't care. It's our show. I'll do what yeah. I want. No, it's, he's not. He, he does not overwhelm you with anything. No, he doesn't seem very smart, John. No, and and you can tell. Poor Joan. She is just heartbroken. She is heartbroken. She was really loving doing this, and it made her feel important. She had a purpose, and it was something. Yeah, it's something she liked. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, bouncing, bouncing away from that for a minute, we you know we find uh, Betty just collapsed on the bed with uh, with her bad foot and her 
same outfit and smoking the, like a the, and the ashtray, the ashtray in front of her, and uh, you all know, his suits strewn across the bed, and you know lays on the huge guilt trip that she would never do this to him. You know how could you do this to her? And uh, he again denies, just says stop it. Well, she says I went through everything, and all I found was stupid napkins with dumb Ad- advertising ideas on them. Yeah. You're awesome. Go down. I mean, listen, as we've said many times in the show, no one, no one is condoning infidelity, John. No. No one's condoning that. Nope. But at least Don does an impressive job at it. At, you mean at denying it or just at doing it, period? Doing it well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't leave a trace. Right. And uh, I, 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 I you, you know, you you got to appreciate good work. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and so we we see... <laughs> <laughs> what we get to see is that she does finally clean up. She's had a shower. She's in a robe. She comes down. Or Don's on the couch. And uh, doesn't, know, doesn't know what to do. She's at a loss. She is. She and says that, that uh, you know, she ne- he never tells her that he loves her. And, of course, he denies that and says, I tell you that all the time. So uh, he never looks her in the eye unless he's lying to her. Yeah, yeah. And another uh, denial. You know, it's funny. It's you know, the, you see, like it's almost like this is a opportunity to actually work something out. Right. But because Don can't really stop lying at this point, and she doesn't really know how to communicate, they can't work anything out. Like right. they're really doomed to fail. And it it, it kind of ends in failure. You know, she just. Oh, indeed. She, she shrugs him off when she he tries to be consoling and, and just heads upstairs. Yeah. I, th- I mean, she just wants him to admit it at this point. It's like, you just have to say you did it. And then, you know. Yep. You just yeah. have to. So apparently it's the next day and we're back at the office. I got to say, this is probably the, one, the, the first funny line I've heard from Campbell since the show happened. What does Campbell say? So, uh, so Father Gill walks in with Peggy and Campbell says, what did we get? Miracle Whip? Come on. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Yeah? That really isn't funny, Campbell. Oh, it's better than, uh, than, than Cosgrove's uh, calling her an undercover nun. That was lame. I thought that was better. <laughs> I thought that was funnier. It's kind of true. She's kind of a prudy, you know? Yeah? Undercover nun. That <laughs> pretty good. Uh, this, this is the scene then, uh, it flashes over to, um, what, what did you call him? A, a, a worm in a suit? He's a worm with a suit on this guy. He's just like, Hey everybody, I'll be reading the scripts. Uh, I can't stop talking cause, uh, I'm an idiot. And, uh, Hey, remember that time when we were at school and <laughs> I don't remember the anecdote. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of guy this is. I can't hardly stand him. We never see him again. Thank God. Um, but, oh, man, he's a douche. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, so, so we, cause we talked about this and how bad Joan feels and we, uh, we go back to, to father, father and Peggy at the copier uh-huh. and, uh, you know, the copies are running and he gets, again, he tries to get a little personal, offers to talk to her about, uh, you know, anything and, and asks why she's pushing people away. He lays he says, it on pretty thick, John. It does. He does. But I got to give him credit that he, um, you know. 
he he stopped. You know, he could have he could have. Oh, but he didn't him. stop soon enough, man. I gotta say, I really I saw this and I'm like, you know, this is. This but he is why Peggy will never go to church again. No, like, you're but, just you're but pushing. He, he almost got in. You know, I mean, when when he says like, you know, do you feel like you don't deserve God's love? And she she tears up, and you almost feel like she was, you know, inches away from just kind of letting everything out and uh, talking to somebody and, and and getting some feedback on it. And at the last minute, she dries it up and grabs the copies and sends him on his way. I yeah, I don't know. But I mean, when you look at her at right after that question, I mean, that was she like wells up. It's impressive. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. By the way, I can't take screenshots of uh, video, so. Oh, so we're not doing the pouty pet Pete. I know. I'm gonna have to try to figure it out. Pouty Pete. She doesn't really well up, John. But yes, yeah, she does look disturbed. What? She doesn't. You're saying she doesn't well up. She doesn't. There aren't tears at the brink. I what? Anyway, I did. We are. We then head back home, and Peggy. Uh, oh God! Drink it. Drink. Betty is watching uh, TV and getting dinner ready, and she sees that Uts commercial, John, with uh, with our buddy Jimmy, Jimmy Barrett, and uh, and she's like, you know what? And goes to the phone, calls Don, and says, "Do me a favor and uh, don't come home tonight." Kind of, kind of stops Don in his tracks. Yeah, I think Don thought he could kind of just silence his way through this problem. But, uh, but, but, but no, he couldn't. Um, and then, you know, what's funny is we do uh, kind of the, the end of this episode kind of ends with everybody at the end of their day. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was, uh, which, which was kind of nice because we've done a lot of beginning of the day openings with the show. Or we've done a couple, I should say. And uh, we see uh, Joan... <laughs> Having to deal with uh, a heavy bra strap? Well, no, I, I think that what they're trying to point out is, you know, that's the that's the price of how she looks. She has to wear the tight stuff to boost her up and, and look appealing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what she that's the price she's paying is a, a sore shoulder and some uh, marks on her skin. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we see Peggy in kind of a crying game type situation. Where uh, she's kind of just in the tub, staring off. Well, she's um, in, in deep reflection about her little conversation and the G's. Yeah, the yeah, exactly the G's. And then uh, we see uh, Father Gill pulling out the guitar and laying down some jams. Not the best voice. Not the worst either, John. Who are you? I got some golden tones. Uh, well, no, no, okay. Your speaking voice is very lovely, but you're no Joey Bishop. <laughs> all right. True, true. That's all right. And so, yeah, he he breaks in. Well, I thought this was kind of neat because he breaks in a song, and then they pick it up. Yeah. As 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 again, we do the two mile pull away from Don. I'll uh, I'll, I'll hand it to uh, Tom Hanks Jr. He looks like he's really playing the song. Oh yeah. He's he's playing that guitar. Yeah. Well done. All, all four chords. Oh wow! Uh, and we end uh, we end the episode with uh, Don and Sterling Cooper after everyone's left, not knowing what to do, having a Heineken in the break room. But they they do a little bit of a tease because they're they're close up on the fridge, and you see the Heineken in the fridge, so you don't know if he got home or not. 
Oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of true. I mean, it's real quick. And then you, and yeah. then as soon as he sits at the table, you know he's in a different yeah, you, location. You, you and, do have to kind of figure out where he is, though, because I remember watching it, and I was like, is he at a hotel? But the hotel has a stocked fridge. Right. You know, and, so, yeah, the, the, the pull away there. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, I don't really remember what the next episode is, John. How does he get back home? With, I guess we're going to have to tune into our own show. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Great. Another great episode. And this, this is going to set the tone, you know, for the, for, the rest of the, for the rest of the series. This is setting the tone? Because now, well, now, now it's out. Now um, Betty knows. She definitely, yeah, she def- it's definitely uh, a reality to her now. When she, before it was just a hunch. Right. Right. You know, I, or even maybe it was more than a hunch. She was pretty sure, but at least she could be in denial. And now that luxury is gone, John. It's gone. Denial is not a, uh, not a possibility. Well, that was a great show. It was. I got to say, we really pushed it and got through it a lot faster than usual. And you know why, John? Because we have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot. I think we actually have a voicemail, too. Oh, yeah? I didn't tell you this. I actually haven't had a chance to listen to it. You go through uh, some of the email. Let's open up the mailbag. And, uh, and I'll get the voicemail ready. Okay, well, I'm happy to do that. We had several mailers. What do we have? Six? Six different people have had a chance to write in and, and tell us what they think about the show. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, for the most part, these are all real, positive emails. For the most part? Did somebody... Uh, no, I, I guess I should say they're all fantastic. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll just we'll start uh, start at the beginning. We hear from our friend of the show from out in Tokyo, Japan, Craig. Tokyo, Japan, John. And he said, I, I don't know if you can post a, a link to this, but this would be really interesting. He was uh, quoting an article uh, called um, from the New Yorker, and we'll, we'll find this because I actually read it online, uh, talking about uh, the title was True Colors. Anyways, it was actually talking about an ad agency. Um, set up by a guy named Jack Tinker and how it might have been like an inspiration because it's a real thing and how this guy like just in a short period of time took a an agency a, a spin-off agency of about four people and just blew it up into three levels at a building in New York City mm-hmm. um, so it was pretty neat and um, <laughs> and he he sends in a very interesting piece of uh, listener art and I can't wait for you to put this one up it's, this is uh, incredible. it's a it's a moist towelette I gotta say, he's really, uh, he's really, he's raised the bar again. We really have some incredible fans doing some listener art for us, and he has yet again raised the bar. And speaking of incredible fan listener art, we got another submission from Miss Alexis, we did. who gave us issue number two in the series of Douche Magazine. Man, it is, and it is a beautiful publication, John. We'll just we'll throw out a little teaser that the cover includes the entire douche crew. Wow, with uh, several fascinating articles that should be found inside. Please, everybody, check this out. It, it, if you thought the first cover was funny, you'll just fall off your chair with this one. It is amazing. Uh, she says that she got a lot of inspiration from the last several shows. Uh, that she uh, likes the show. She she hates Bobby Barrett and says she's gross and. Um, also looks forward to Kate coming back. How's that looking? We're still negotiating. Okay. Yep. Keep, keep everyone abreast of the situation. I'm doing my best, John. This is, she's uh, 
She's a tough lady to negotiate with. (laughs) Well, let's say we don't, you know, we don't really have enough money to buy the World Series, if you know what I mean. Right. Uh, Right. So maybe once we get some big sponsors, we can get Kate back, but that's not looking well done. And uh, we got a a quick uh, note from Send Your Junk Mail to Me. Who had a little. What uh, a beautiful name. Is that Spanish? That's Uh, Nordic. Is that Nordic? <laughs> and he just sends in a a, a rapey Pete Campbell spinoff involving who was it Robert? That's Robert yeah. Downey. And Robert I gotta Downey. say, let's not let's not drag Robert Downey into the same room as Pete Campbell because I mean he did less than zero. <laughs> and then we got uh, we got Adrian, friend of the show, who's contributed many times. We thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually was writing in about this this episode that we just did. Okay. Says uh, he likes the moment where poor Jones' face drops after seeing the new hire, mm-hmm. and how how Harry can be such a boob but somehow likable, unlike Ken Cockrell. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take it. And uh, he also thinks that uh, January has some bad acting. January Jones is Betty, not the best actress. Uh, I think a, we all agree with that. Uh, his thought is that in season four, the writers will have her uh, fall off her horse and break her jaw. Oh the way her speaking. A little harsh. Wow, buddy. Yeah, but Whoa. it would solve the problem of her delivering the lines badly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so uh, thank you for that. We got we got two new ones uh, just since then. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, he actually, like you said, he feels bad for Doc. You said you were starting to have some sympathy. I am starting to, yes. He has that, too. He says he's failing miserably at work. His family is a pile of garbage. He's doing the best he can. Yeah. He also thinks that uh, we're giving too much credit to Don's bootstrap speech to Peggy when she was in the psych ward. That I don't and agree with. I, yeah, I don't, I don't either. Thank I think you. Don actually did the job here. Thank but you. Uh, he, he's blaming postpartum depression. Oh, okay. Is that what we're going to do? We're going to throw a lot of doctor talk at it? That, that, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> the, kind of, the kind of stuff that gets you in trouble, if you know what I mean, John. I think that's what uh, Tom Cruise said about postpartum depression, Uh-oh. Paul. Oh, so sorry you're on that you're being, page. You're being glib. <laughs> and he said he's almost caught up. He sends in a bunch of uh, just random photos that are that he links to <laughs> links to Mad Men and uh, what are it, four? Yeah, four different. You guys are gonna have to check this stuff out on the the. Are you gonna do a website or Facebook I think for this? I'll probably put. People seem to love the Facebook, so I think I'll probably put it up. I'll put all these. We've been getting a lot of like photos. Yeah. Uh, so I would just put it. We'll just put everything up on the Facebooks. Great, great. Yeah, it's too many to to explain, but everybody check it out. They're they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And lastly, from our Madman mailbag, we just got one from Mrs. Tilden Katz. What? Yes. Which, if you it, if you realize who yeah, Mrs. Yeah, that's Rachel Tilden- Macon. Yeah, it's Rachel Macon. It's Rachel Macon <laughs> writing in. And uh, it's I got that email, and I said, Kate, we're getting we're getting emails from the Mank. And it's it's a it's a lot of fun because now that we've been doing the show for just a little while, you know, uh, several months, uh, people are starting to tune in and just start listening yeah. to the stuff that we put up right. what, in October, November, and so the, uh, so Miss Tilden Katz uh, makes some comments on stuff we've we've already corrected yeah. uh, from earlier episodes, but she does say I recently subscribed to your podcast on iTunes. If Mad Men is my heroine, you guys are my methadone. <laughs> but That's, then she goes on to say. <laughs> That's supposed to be a compliment. I don't do drugs. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm I'm glad. 
I'm glad. Yes, and, and you will always be uh, the Mencken to us. Yes, you're my favorite Mencken. And that, that'll close the uh, strings on the mailbag, but we still have more to go. We do? Yes, we do. Uh, I really want to say thank you to everybody that's... Because uh, what, what is your goal for iTunes? Where do you want our show to be? I would like us to, uh, I think, and I think we're getting pretty close to being uh, on the front page as the best podcast offered for listening in iTunes. And I don't know if that's a category yet. It seems <laughs> a little wordy, but that's my goal. And I think you're, you're right. We're getting closer. since Just since the last episode, we've had five five-star ratings. Oh, jeez. Including uh, three more comments, one from Obed Marsh that says that you cannot have the Mad Men recap, or you cannot have Mad Men without the Mad Men recap. Oh, my, oh my God. Thank Which you, was, sir. Yes, yes, thank you. We have uh, Beverly in Florida that says that uh, she loves the show, that we're really funny. It was slow at first, uh, but they've become addicted. The sound is better. Which I have to admit, both of us, we sound, we sound good. The sound is best. And, uh, and, and actually asked if we, either one of us, have any other favorite shows that we would like to recap. Oh, any other television shows that I like? Yeah. Oh, that's very exciting. I do. I have several shows. And I, I, these are shows I'd like to recommend to our listening audience. No, no, no. Uh, no. So, shows that you and I would recap as a podcast. Yeah, as I'm saying. Television okay. shows. Yeah. And I'm going to mention two of them right now, John. Okay. Number one, the first season of Nurse Jackie. If you're not watching Nurse Jackie, at least the first season, watch it. It's amazing. Edie Falco is great. Is that HBO? Uh, that's actually Showtime. Okay. But I get every, all this stuff on Netflix. Um, and then uh, another show, this is on Stars. It's called Party Down. For some reason, it's the talk of New York right now. Everybody's watching this show, Party Down. Mm. Hilarious. Hilarious show, comedy. Nurse Jackie's not so much a comedy, but it is funny. Um, but then Party Down is all all comedy. Very good. We'll see if we get any response to that. So and check our last, those out. And our last iTunes person. What about you? What about me for for shows? Yeah. Uh, no, this is it. This is all you watch. This is all I watch. Okay. Outside of outside of some sports stuff, this is it. Oh my jeez. Okay. And it's it's that good. And our last iTunes uh, commenter, Rebecca SL, says, You will love these two. The give and take is hysterical, and the recap is great. Keep up the great work. Thank Another you. five stars. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Those are, fan- those are just that wonderful. That is fantastic. We're up to, we're up to uh, 34 ratings, uh, 18.5 and 10.4. It's, oh. it's looking great. Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get to the goal. Yeah. Did you want to hit up the Facebook uh, I'm gonna do the audio. We got, we got. Oh, a, we do have. So yeah, we do have one. We got one from Steve. Steve. Steve from Santa Barbara, California. All right. And here it comes. You ready? Yep. Good evening, John and Paul. This is Steve calling from Santa Barbara, California. I just wanted to say I really enjoy your show, and uh, I I wanted to know if you guys had any. Special rituals before watching an episode of Mad Men, like uh, like what I do, is I make an old fashioned, eat some uh, premium salting crackers. That's it's kind of retro. Um, and I also wanted to know if you guys are going to buy any of the uh, Mad Men Barbie dolls coming out next month. Because uh, I don't know, I'm thinking about getting a Roger Sterling myself. But I wanted to know what you guys thought. Uh, so once again, any rituals you guys have, Barbie dolls. 
So, uh, anything that we do special before the show? I just want to say thanks for the phone call. That oh, is, of course. That is fantastic. Uh, Thank you. It's California representing. Thank you so much. Indeed. I will, uh, I will take the ritual part of it. What do you do? I, uh, I, I get... It's been a while, though, since... Because uh, I'm, I'm applying this to, like, you know, the Sunday night... Right, yeah. No, Broadcast. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, show. we're reaching back uh, several months now since the last one, but... Yeah, usually what I do is kick off the shoes, uh, just uh, get settled on the couch, and I do get some type of alcoholic beverage, either a uh, gin and tonic, 7 and 7, or a beer, any type, and enjoy. Oh, really? Yeah. Mine's a little more complex. Yes. I actually, I take a shower, because I want to make sure I'm clean, mm-hmm. um, and then I put on my, my gray Brooks Brothers Mad Men suit. That I bought the whole uh, the whole suit, the whole yes, even the pants, John. Um, and then I uh, I comb my hair just like uh, just like those guys do it. Oh, you break out the oil? I break out the I'm a Dapper Dan man. I break out the oil, get a, get a tight part going, um, and then yes, I also make uh, 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 as strong as of an old fashioned as I can stand. That's pretty strong. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and then I sit down and watch the show. Uh, it is time-consuming. And are you going to have somebody to watch the show with then when you buy yourself a Don Draper doll? Uh, yes, I'll be sitting next to my Sterling, to my Roger Sterling doll. You know, I don't know. I, that's going a little far for me. I don't think I'm going to be buying. That might, that might tip the scales uh, for um, my, uh, my fanship of us. That would take me into being a fanatic. So, a fanatic? And I'm trying my best. To not be fanatical. I think I will also pass on the Barbie dolls. I did see the online information, both from the uh, Madman Facebook page, as well as the link that you sent. Yeah. And uh, they look funny, but yeah, not not for me. So no on the doll. Yes on the ritual for me. A little more of a creepy yes from Paul. Of course, as always. Uh, and then we'll, we're just going to quickly wrap up with the Facebooks here because we'd love to give you guys the credit for. Uh, for joining the community, um, we got uh, Alicia uh, saying the podcast is uh, the odd couple type of brothers. It's so funny, love it. The commentary, fair enough, should remain. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, we've got, and this one I didn't get from Anne. We got Rapey Greg. Well, you know, we don't uh, we don't see Greg be quite a uh, uh, little little spoiler for people. But Greg, Greg has uh, some pretty bad moments in the future. And wow. so, like, like you said, if this is the first time we see this guy as the actor, that may have triggered some memories. But I don't... Who's Greg? I, I'm still confused. Oh, I'm sorry. Greg is the doctor. Oh, Ravy Greg. I get it. Anne, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm a little slow on the uptake. Uh... Now, now, Anne is also the one that uh, decided to question our, our uh, definition. Was this an email? When did, where did she question the definition, John? So she goes, if you go under the photos and oh, okay. go, go under the comments of the photos. Okay. And so it's the Henry Francis Brandouches. Right. And uh, so Anne says that, well, actually, guys, it means shower. It does not mean shower, John. And it does not mean shower. Uh, yeah. No, she says he's a shower. That's what it really means. And if you go to our friend Merriam-Webster, we actually have a definition of a jet or current of liquid. 
directed against or into a bodily part or cavity <laughs> as an act of cleansing. Right. So. And let's just break this down to the brass tacks, John. Yes, Dou- tax. Douche is a, uh, is a modern term, uh, and I don't think it's just with the kids, for someone who is kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> and we've just moved on from dick to douche. It does not actually have, we're not using it in its, uh, in its Merriam-Webster meaning. So if you just want to substitute dick for douche when we talk, feel free to just do that in your own head. <laughs> Does that sound fair? I like it. Rebecca says, best podcast ever. You two are the best. Now stop it. You're making my face turn red. John? Paul? I think we're done. That's it. I feel like we're starting to spend more time on the, on the shout outs than the show. Well, if we do this show a little more frequently, that might not happen. Oh, oh. You, put that, you put that where it hurts, and you're right. Let's try to get let's try to get some more in. I know you're a busy guy. For Pete's sake, you're a doctor. You're out there saving lives. We got the six month leave coming up next time. Six month leave? What? Oh, that's the next show. Next show. Man, I'm not even paying attention. And that's already episode nine. We are cranking through season two. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. We'll try to get it out sooner. All right, take care. Yeah, bye-bye, buddy. Bye. Hey, everybody. Just a reminder um, from John and Paul that we need you to send us email because we love it. And we like hearing from you any way that you want to, whether it's the email at – give them the address, Paul. All right. Staff at madmenrecap.com or – you can hit us up on Facebook at Mad Men Recap uh, on Facebook. Or you can go to the website, madmenrecap.com, which we actually update and is kind of a pain in the ass, so you should go. But it looks great. And if you go to the website, that's where you'll find our phone number, Google Voice, at the bottom of every post. We'd love to hear from you. You heard our phone message earlier in the show. It's the best. Thank you. Bye.